It's another Ian Collins once a word fact, powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. New car smell is composed of 50 different elements. The new Mitsubishi ASX smells lovely and is yours from just £14,999. That's nothing to sniff at. So we're going to start this a bit more casually, aren't we? Let's see, how, because I think it's a good idea. There's, there's no big... Hello, welcome. Sorry, we started. We have started. Okay. Should we start? Yeah, I think we should start. We should start. Okay. Yeah. Ian Collins wants a word. In fact, let's start with this voicemail. Hi, guys. It's um, Dave from Lancaster here. Just... Uh, quick question, where the f*** have you been for the last three weeks? Well, thank you for that. Where have we been? There's more where that came from. Really? Hey, what's happened to you two? Where have you vanished to? I'm starting to question my entire existence. OK, so it's like this. Uh, it involved a long night, some plastic gloves, a swift prodding and a call to the emergency number. <laughs> That's right, my drains have been blocked, post-flooding. <laughs> hey. uh, now, of course, we are talking about the second coming. Yes, Collins Jr., nay the Messiah has arrived, the little fella hatched via the sunroof and all involved doing well. I am now, this is the best bit, a responsible adult. (laughs) Yes, I was at the birth. No, I didn't eat the placenta. Yes, my experience of the NHS was a mixed affair. And I've also discovered a three-day-old baby can trump like a demon. Oh, yeah. Wow, can't they go? Well, congratulations. Thank you. How does it feel? Bit weird, to be honest. Yeah. We had a tweet from Mark in Liverpool. He says, be honest, Ian, what was your first thought? When you saw your newborn. For me, I just burst into tears, uh, says Mark. Uh, I have to say, and this is just the honest answer, when I first saw him, I thought he looked a bit like Sandy Toxman. <laughs> no way around it. I thought, wow, Toxman's been reincarnated in the <laughs> operating theatre. I mean, and, you know, just, just to clarify for mm. people who go, what the hell are these buffoons doing? It's a little bit different, our first one back, because we've got some stuff to talk about, yeah. and this is obviously the, the big one. But Right, so so the baby is born, Yeah. right? And it's a boy. It's a boy. Congratulations. Thank you. Good healthy weight. All of that, yeah. 14 pounds, 5 ounces. That's right. Some say that's on the heavy side. Massive. I think that's okay. <laughs> but two questions, yeah. because there, there are questions yeah. that, that people want mm. to know. Firstly, yes. did you venture down the, the business end? No. No. So, so it was all about that, you know, 40, 42 weeks pregnancy. Quite yeah. a long pregnancy. Yeah, okay. A bit, bit over the top. So, yeah, the, it went over over, and they said, oh, you know, probably what we're going to do is go sunroof bound rather oh, yeah. than, you know, business end bound. So uh, I, I was saved, frankly. I mean, t- somebody asked Robbie Williams recently on TV what it was like uh, going down the business end. And he said it was like watching his favourite pub burn down. <laughs> That's quite good. Thought, yeah, I can see that. Uh, however, I was sort of saved from this uh, choreography right. b- b- because, of, of course, they decided uh, last minute. So well, there we are in the room, and they all oh, you've got no, there's no precedent for this kind of stuff. You know, you don't you don't know what nobody says. Well, here's what's going to happen because everyone is different. So uh, we're there, and she's wired up to the monitor, and the baby's heart's. Wired Did you up think six million dollar man while all this was going on? Brilliant! I was just trying to get to the gas and air. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did you try some? I didn't get a chance. Ah, Have you had a go? missed out. Yeah. It's all right? Yeah, it's not bad. I heard it's very good. Yeah. So uh, then suddenly, uh, a machine. And you, you <laughs> just, do... Sorry, sit- just to point out, the gas in here was at the birth of my own children. I don't randomly go around maternity, maternity wards <laughs> like, excuse me, love, can I have a go? Have you given that doctor's outfit back yet? 
So suddenly, this um, monitor that's monitoring, you know, all the various gubbies of the baby as well, yet to be born baby, uh, suddenly start, the numbers on the machine. I've been watching this thing for the last two days. Yeah. Uh, start to take a tumble in terms of numbers. Right. And I'm thinking, that's not meant to do that. No. I know that. No. I wonder if the midwife is going to notice. Has sobered up yet. She, <laughs> so she looked across at us and she said, Okay, here's what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to press this button. And when I do, lots of people are going to come running in this room. Right. And that's the point where you go, oh, okay. She was very calm, very considered. Yeah. and She, she put down the vodka at this stage. pressed a button, yes. And some alarms went off and lots of people did come running in the room. And uh, you think, this, this isn't meant to happen. Anyway, it all calmed down eventually and off to the, you know. So I, I, I'm thinking, I'm getting a trip to the, I've never been in an operating theatre. Seen it on the telly and stuff. Sorry, on Holby. Yes. But never been in one. I get scrubs. Oh, yes. I'm scrubbed up like a madman. I'm loving this. Did they give you a, a jaunty hat for your pompadour? They give you a hat and they yep. give you some orange Crocs. Do they? Yes. Crocs. Actual Crocs. They actually or, or knockoff Crocs you get down the market. The NHS knockoff Croc, oh. yeah, from probably Camden Market or something. But uh, So, yeah, it all worked. And little Sandy Toxvik was, was born at uh, Sandy at 9 o'clock in the morning. Brilliant. Excellent. With red hair. Move on. This is what I like about this. You're providing a chronicle uh, for for young Collins Jr. Or, yeah. or Sandy, as we'll now call him, <laughs> uh, for young Sandy to listen to. When Correct. he's a grown man, he'll be able to listen to this back and say, you know, to his girlfriends and so on, do you want to hear my old dad, before yeah. they locked him up, talking <laughs> about me with his sad mate? This is what he sounded like. This is what he sounded like, and this is what happened when I was born. Well, with That's that, exciting. That is exciting, but with that in mind, I also thought, you know, not every, there's nothing worse than... It's a bit like somebody uh, sharing their holiday snaps. Uh, you don't really want to see them. I don't want to see anybody's that's, holiday snaps. That's but, next week's podcast. But, but, <laughs> I you, you think, do I want to hear somebody just talk about their bloody baby? No. So actually, what I thought we could turn this into uh, a couple of things. Random acts of irrational hospital annoyances. Oh, yeah. Uh, and also, because it's January and it's our first one back, we should put January annoyances in there. So it's a bit more general than just bambino detail. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. So uh, I've got something as well, which I think is quite exciting. Yeah. So which one, what do we do first? Which one do we do first? Do you want us to do, you want to do, we can do your one, your feature. Yeah. You've got a whole feature. It's kind of a feature. Bring a whole feature. It's kind of half a feature. Okay. So do you want to do Kev's feature? No, not Kev's feature. Can't we come up with a better name for the Kev's feature? Kev, I don't know. What is it then? What is this bloody feature? It's a, it's a thing that Kev's I... Kev's thing. Kev's thing. No. Okay. Need something like smarter and sassier. What about wet paint? Wet paint? No, terrible. That will never fly. Come on. Okay, so we'll do some January annoyances. Ah! Oh, let's go a bit of January then. Okay, because uh, we've got loads of the hospital ones, which I think most people will agree with. When I ask on Twitter, things that annoy you about January or bother you, because what bothers me, of course, is the sun. Yeah. And I, it, it's been sunny almost every day in what should be a winter month, and you know I'm annoyed by. It. The sun in winter. Well, hate, yeah, you shrivel up. I, I hate the sun in winter. It's You're born, weather. it goes limp. It is just, I, I've come up with the phrase, it's weather porn. That's what it is. It's Fair showing enough. you something you can't actually have. It's the sun is coming out going, look, hey, we're the sun. And you go, what can I do with that? Can I put my, no, I can't put my shorts on. It's too bloody cold. Can I lay in the, no, I can't lay in the garden. What's the point of the fucking sun? Go away, just piss down for God's sake. Be January, be winter and proud. Rather than coming out with your bloody rays of doom. And I slightly feel sorry for people, saying, but it makes you happy, which sort of suggests you, if you need the sun to be happy, 
that, that would suggest you are unhappy most of the, the year because we don't always get sun. I, I'd like to think I can be happy without the sun. I don't need the crotch of the sun. <laughs> oh, sun! I don't need the sun to make me happy. I can be happy without the sun. That's, so that's the difference between an external person and an internal person. I think psychologists would probably uh, concur. We should get one on the phone. We should do. Here's another. Okay. Um, do you notice in about sort of December time, when you go to, when I say restaurants, I'm talking about your kind of, uh, your pizza chains, your Cafe Rouges, uh, the Garfunkel type places. They all start, right about mid-December, they start giving you these, uh, think, you know, come back in January, get 50% off. Oh, yeah. Because th- January is a dead month for these guys. They want you back in there. And you think, That's a really good idea. I'll come back in January. And then you read the small print. Have you ever read the small print of one of those vouchers? I try not. It usually says that this offer is valid between half ten in the morning and eleven in the morning on the second Monday of the month. <laughs> it doesn't really say come back Saturday night and get forty percent off everything. No, but then I think it's one of the uh, I think it's Pizza Hut who give you this. Um, and you know now you've got children, you'll you'll go to Pizza Hut a lot. But you not have Pizza this, Express. Either or, but Pizza yeah. Hut quite often because Pizza Hut have. You know, balloons. Pizza Hut more fun for kids. Yeah, um, yeah probably. Was that so noise? was that the noise of a small animal? <laughs> it was. It was a raccoon I found on the way in. I just kicked it against the wall. The thing about Pizza Hut is, and I don't know if they do it, but in previous years they've given you this thing. It's like a, a, a sealed envelope. And they say, don't open this. Come back in January, but don't open it until you come back in. So there's like a surprise in it. Well, so, actually, you open it, just says sucker. Yeah, exactly. But it gets you in. It's like, oh, you've got a free milkshake or, uh, you know. So you only open it when you come back in. I like the idea. Yeah, but how can you resist it? So you put it in your handbag and you forget all about it. And then it gets to a year later and you think, not, not that I have a handbag, by the way. No. But I'm not carrying that stuff around. That's no. Mrs. Kev's fault. Correct. So you, uh, you end up sort of handing it and then you just forget all about it. So it should be open it on the spot. Hooray. Mm. Uh, here's another one. Uh, January 9th, Splash comes back on the telly. Yeah. Featuring Paul Ross, pen of the day. Oh, it's Paul in it, is he? Paul's in it. Uh, Patrick Monaghan, who we've had on the podcast. I love the it. Avengers. And a few a few other characters are in those ones. That, that's just generally uh, should, should be annoying. I heard a guy phone a radio show the other day moaning about Splash, and he was saying, you know, people you've never heard of, you know, essentially fall into the water. They yeah. don't dive. They just drop off yeah. and go Splash. Hence the show, and uh, to get a standing ovation. And years ago, you know, Shirley Bassey had to work for three and a half hours to get a standing <laughs> ovation. Now you just have to be a lump and fall into some water to get a standing ovation. Something's gone horribly wrong. I don't watch it. I, I will occasionally, if I happen to be in, I'll I'll bypass it and I'll watch maybe a second of it, and I just can't be bothered. And I think it's possibly the level of the celebrities. I mean, Paul Ross, prime example of your, your absolute A-lister. He's, he's the exception Of course. There. Well, it's funny you say that, because Cop Phil says that the things that annoy him about January. He says three words, celebrity big brother. So tying that theme in, ah. I think celebrity big brother must have lost its way when you have to Google those taking part. Yeah, 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 true. And the same for Splash, really. There's a yeah. whole bunch of them. You think, Who's the type of way? Who's that? Well, there's the other thing about Celebrity Big Brother. It was yeah. only on. Like, the Ashes turned up half an hour after the last one finished, and Celebrity Big Brother's done the same thing this time, hasn't well, it? it? was a weird Carol one. McGiffin went on it, and she said she never would. Yeah. And I suppose it's down to the fact that somebody says, here's 50 grand, here's 100 grand, here's 250 grand. You do get some astonishing celebrities on it, though. I mean, as you say, you get, like, Carol McGiffin and Lionel Blair. And Lionel Blair! <laughs> By the way, I happen to tune past Channel 5, Lionel was on the TV. I thought it was a repeat of The Walking Dead. 
He don't, um, Blair has always been corpse-like, hasn't he? Yes. But at 83, when Celebrity Big Brother started, you know, he danced up the up the catwalk. <laughs> did he? He actually did a dance. Wow. Yeah. And I looked at him and I thought, 83, dancing, Celebrity Big Brother, live TV, what a quack, quack, <laughs> First thing I thought, what are you doing on there, Lionel? You think we should continue using that sound effect? <laughs> Where's Una? When you need oh, her. she's in Sherlock, isn't she? Una? Is she? Yeah, she plays Mrs. Um, Holmes? Collins, the uh, the housemaid. Mrs. Baskerville? Mrs. Ba- no. I was in a cafe once in London's trendy Soho, and she was in the cafe. This is before, because she went in EastEnders quite recently as well. Did she? I think she did. Right. I don't, I don't think she's in it now. And she was, uh, she came out of the cafe and, and walked towards where I was sitting. To get out, and she had a big smile on her face as if she was about to come up and say hello to me. And <laughs> I thought, well, Aunt Sally is about to come and say hello. I nearly took my phone <laughs> <laughs> as a gesture of respect. Uh, turns out that I think Una's got a wonky eye. There's a guy who was with the classic, you know, man sitting behind me right. that she was smiling at. But she looked very good. I mean, at that wow. stage, she she looked. She's made of wood. She's made of wood. <laughs> That's yeah. why it's the Ron Seal. Clearly, a bit of a varnish and a sand down. That's what's happening. Uh, here's another annoyance. Uh, when I put this on Twitter, things that annoy you about January, Shelley just wrote, "Couriers." Why just? But isn't that just in general couriers? I suppose. But what, are they annoying couriers? Or yeah, they, what, if they're bringing your parcel or well, gift. If, if they show up and ring the doorbell and you happen to be in and they hand it over and it's in good time, then that's brilliant. Yeah. If they don't leave a card. Or they just don't show up. And that's bad news. That is bad news. And as you know, I live in a borstal, so I don't want anything left with my neighbours. I'd never see it again. No, you never would. No. The other annoying thing is it has to be Ed Balls still pretending that the notion of being skinned only began under the Wicked Tories. Yes. Because it is sort of starting to sound a bit like a Monty Python sketch. What have the Coalition ever done for us type, you know, well, unemployment's gone down. Well, yeah, yeah, apart from that, uh, GDP's looking good. Home improvement, manufacturing. It's starting to sound a bit like that. But what they've really picked up on is this. You know, my mum, if you speak to my mum, she will always tell you she's had a cost of living crisis. Of course. And everyone's mum or nan would. Well, you don't feel it, do you? They say we're better off, we're not. My mum's barked that bloody mantra for decades. <laughs> barked. And suddenly there's Ed Ball suggesting it only happened in the last three years. In fairness, though, is this a January annoyance or is it just... Ed Balls all the time. Yeah, that's, but that's a radio station strapline. Ed Balls all the time. <laughs> I think what happened, though, last week was that it was one of those great pieces of serendipity for the government where they just got good news after good news after good news. Now, you can disagree with the way that good news is assembled on behalf of a government, but it's the same system that's assembled governmental good news for decades. So, yeah. whether you love them or hate them, there was some good figures for the government. Finally, the government could say, actually, there's two or three big indicators, and they've all come good around about the same time. So it's pretty hard for Ed to sort of argue. And he just pitches up and says, try telling that to hard-pressed families. But when you could have said that, it doesn't really mean anything. But he's an opposition MP. You could just say that, and there will be families who go, yeah, I'm hard-pressed. Ed Balls is talking my language. When, in fact, he's not really saying anything at all. He's just simply suggesting some people either are a bit skinned or feel a bit skinned. Newsflash, nothing changes, Ed. You should get yourself a, I don't know, a talk show on an FM station where you could... Think so? People would phone you about this stuff. What, in one of the biggest cities in the world? Yeah. That'd be great. New York. I've got a January one myself, actually. The concept of a dry January. Now, I realise now this has been turned into a charity event, and that's brilliant. Has it? 
Yes. What are they raising money uh, for? I think it's cancer research. Okay. Very worthy people are actually saying, I'm not going to drink through January, and I'm going to raise money for cancer yeah. research. Brilliant. Absolutely support that. But people who sort of go, I'm not going to drink in the month of January in general. Now, here's my question. What month is more depressing and just crap than January? Because you've had Christmas. <laughs> That's right. And then yeah. if, if you're thinking, right, Christmas, New Year, that I'm not drinking for four weeks, don't do that. Have a dry February. Have a nice January. I'm not yeah. I'm not suggesting everyone should get pissed. What I am suggesting is just don't make it harder on yourself because then January is just going to drag and you're going to be miserable and then you're going to get to February and you're going to be drunk all the time and, also, and your boss is going to fire you because you're drunk at work. Uh, now, there's no alliteration that. possibilities in dry January. No. It's like you know, sober September might work. That's right. As it is, you have dry January, you have f***ed <laughs> up February. You don't need that. We've got to reinvent this. You need all you can drink August, <laughs> followed by sober September. Yeah. Followed by Operation October, followed by nasty November, followed by death in December. <laughs> I think that ticks all the boxes to uh, alcoholic oblivion. Good work. Uh, speaking of um, speaking, nothing, <laughs> no, speaking of death via alcohol, what about what about? Should we do some hospital stuff? I think we should. Uh, so these come... I think big intro for this, I think, Kev. Uh, these come under the uh, banner of uh, random acts of... Are they irrational or are they just rational hospital annoyances? You've got a lot to get off your chest. Random, here we go, then. Random acts of irrational stroke rational hospital annoyances. Ah! I've got to start with this. Midwives who think they're on Grey's Anatomy. F*** uh, off. Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? Mrs. Yeah, mine does. Just started. Loves it. Yeah. What is this? Apparently it's amazing. Yeah, well, is it? Because I, I saw 10 minutes of it and I thought it was bollocks, but you know. <laughs> Derek, everybody now wears, I was talking about scrubs, everybody wears scrubs on those. Things, and yeah. they clearly quite enjoy that. Having spoken to community midwives who come to your house, uh, there seems to be a bit of a standoff between those who want to work in the district. So sort of the you know, kind of Miranda Hart type character uh, versus... How would that go, by the way? It would be like, oh, here's your baby. Oh, I've fallen over. That's right. Yeah, I've fallen over and landed in another postcode. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Uh, but there does seem to be a little bit of that. There's a little bit of, I don't know what you call it, showboating. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, you are uh, a midwife, which there's a lot of training, I imagine, involved in that. And I'm really impressed by how much midwives know. I'm really impressed by uh, how much more they knew than I thought they knew. But I'm not so impressed by the fact they think they know as much as doctors. Yes. And they're not, really. And you do meet, you must have, you, this happened to you a couple of times, Kev, you do meet uh, goodens and badness. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Although I've been quite lucky. I just think that the, the whole, uh, midwives do an excellent job. But, you know, you don't, it's not midwifery, it's midwifery. midwifery. Yeah, that's, a, that's annoying as well. There's yeah, that, another. That just sounds like a sort of fairly smelly fart, but not quite, you know, it's, it's just midwif. It's not, it's not quite there. You know, For some reason, it also sounds like... You know you get words that bear no resemblance to um, what they mean. It sounds like somebody who does owl displays. <laughs> Gonna go and watch some midwifery this afternoon <laughs> from Chillum Castle. <laughs> Coming out the left turret. Did you know owls are really, really, really thick? No, genuinely. Everyone thinks, oh, the wise old owl. No, they're thick as sh- Genuinely. Is that right? Yeah, they can, they can barely see like a foot in front of them. And although they look clever, they are really stupid. They have a brain the size of a tiny, tiny pea. And people think they can twist their heads, and they can't. It's their bodies they're twisting. 
an optical illusion. Oh, is that right? Here's another thing that annoys me about hospitals. Yeah. Um, now, bearing in mind, everybody that's in one is you. You know, you're not there for reasons you chose to be there. Not really. a holiday. It's not a holiday, and you're pretty. You're a bit vulnerable. You're a bit susceptible. You want your privacy, really, and of course, you don't get all your privacy in hospital. You just the, the most you can hope for is you have a bit of privacy. So why, given that that's all you can really hope for is a bit of privacy, why lay a bag of piss at the end of your bed? <laughs> What's the deal with? Don't do that. You wouldn't have a bag of shit at the end of your bed. Why, why do that? I'm walking past, but I don't know. I'm talking to a woman yeah. through the kind of doorway of her ward. And she says, hello, as I go past. I said, oh, hi. She goes, How's it going? Any news yet? And I'm like, no, not yet. And I'm, as I'm talking to her, I can see her bag filling up <laughs> on the side of her bed. What's the deal with that? Why? At what point is that okay? Why do they not have little sleeping bags for bags of pee? Hey, that's a good idea. That's all you need to do is cover it in something. We could market them. It could be podcast merchandise. It's it's a piss bag warmer with your face on it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Buy one for your bag of piss. Ian Collins wants a wee. Or a turd. <laughs> uh, here's another. Junior doctors walking around the gaff with a stethoscope hung around their neck. Oh, you would, no. though. You would. You would. Of course you would. But you don't see a car mechanic in the staff canteen with a spanner in his <laughs> hands, do you? I don't turn up at the KFC with a pair of headphones on. I have a friend who's a doctor. He was a junior doctor once. Yep. He walks around constantly. He'll come around to your house for dinner, white coat, Stethoscope, <laughs> one of those shiny yes. things on his head. He can't yeah. stop himself. Yeah, although you did have to stop him coming around since he joined the gynecology department. <laughs> uh, people who bring too many visitors. Uh, to, there's always somebody who brings about 16 members of the family, usually yeah. some disorderly kids in that group as well. You should be banned from ever using the NHS again. Well, this is the other thing, though, as well, that um, I remember when my, uh, my second was born, passing someone who had balloons and cards and presents all round their little sort of seat, yeah. seating area with the baby. And there was so much stuff. And I was thinking, now you might think, you've been really nice and generous. She's got to take all this crap home with her. That's a good point. She's got no room in the car now because yeah. she's got the baby seat in there. Oh, how was the baby seat? Did you have issues with the baby seat? Was Don't that... go there. Really? Actually, it kind of worked all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not absolutely sure I've strapped him in correctly on the three or four journeys we've done. Yeah. It seems secure. seems happy enough. It hasn't fallen out yet. So. Well, that's, that's good. Uh, here, nurses who speak too much while examining you. Uh, that happened a couple of times. The nurse who ch- spoke too much while checking how dilated my other half was. Yes. Quiet in here tonight, isn't it? Now, what's she talking about? Did you see The splash? hospital? <laughs> what's she talking about her vagina? Did you see Splash on Saturday? What does she expect? To, what is she hoping for in a hospital when she says quiet in here tonight? Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber's cats. <laughs> Uh, here's a final one, uh, and this really surprises me in new hospitals. The way that they display the name of the patient on a massive screen for everyone to see. Yeah. So they might as well just make an announcement on a loudspeaker. Uh, could Ian Collins please proceed to the umbrella test room six, please, where the STD nurse is waiting <laughs> to see you? But why would you put somebody's name on there? You must You've got that announcement memorised now. That's the thing. I have. It haunts me. But every now and again, there must be people who are in hospital mm. and you've got this massive reception now and in the, the newer hospitals quite Americanized setups so you look at the screen it'll say well Lionel Frapp please proceed to consultation room 6 there must be somebody law of averages because it's a regional hospital there must be somebody who goes that's you Lionel's in hospital I didn't know Lionel was up here uh, he's not oh, been... Lionel 
He's not been well, though. He is. And then, you know, there's Lionel with a, you know, a bandage on. <laughs> round his head. He's got like a, a, a Bash Street kid's bump on his head with a bandage <laughs> round it. And the bump just sticking out the top. He might not want folk to know he's there. Doesn't that breach some kind of data protection? Were you worried about this, though? Well, it didn't affect me because no. we were in there for a different reason. But as I, every time I walked through the reception, and also there's a Costa in the hospital. Where oh, yeah. isn't there a bloody Costa? Mm. So there's another screen in there as well. So if you happen to be from the reception, it seems to feed all the various departments. So I think you go in. Right. So whether you're having an X-ray, whether you're going to, not A&E, but whether you're having an X-ray, something done to your foot, an outpatient thing, you all sit. Everybody seems to sit. There'd be quite a few hundred people sitting there. Yeah. And then these big screens that you've got to keep your eye on the screen. And it'll say, you know, you've got to proceed to that room. Well, I just think that's a strange, almost an invasion of your privacy to announce to an entire hall of fellow patients that you're, that you're in there with your name and everything. The only other thing you could do is make up a name, I suppose, when you go in. Sideshow Ken, for example. Wouldn't that have been brilliant if I'd have looked up and seen that on the screen? Hey, you need to do uh, a nice message now from our sponsors. Oh, yeah. And you know, I like to flatter you. I mean, your taste is obviously impeccable, and you know what you want from life, which is exactly why you should be driving a Mitsubishi Shogun. And the good news is, you can now save up to five thousand pounds on this ultimate 4x4 with prices starting from just 26199 and 0% finance available across the range you've just got to check it out for yourself pop by mitsubishi-cars.co.uk slash shogun for some very special offers shogun always capable surprisingly affordable i haven't got a scooby-doo what you're about to do you could be about to dismantle the quality that i've put into this podcast so far I've got a feeling that might happen. Quite probably. Just for you, because it's a special time, consider this my gift to you oh, yeah. and your other half and your newborn son who's going to save the universe. It's actual old wives' tales about babies. Okay. Or as I like to call it, f***ed up family folklore. Andre, give me some f***ed up family folklore music because it's a special occasion. Can I just ask, did you grin to yourself on the train when you came up with that Oh, title? yeah. I told the whole carriage. Here's a good one. <laughs> they threw me off. <laughs> For generations, there have been uh, old wives' tales and folklores with regard to bringing up kids, right? You know, children and what you can and can't do. These are actual things that people believed through the ages until, in some cases, quite recently. For example, and I want you to take this on board yeah. as being a, a prime example of parenting and how to parent. Love because it. Because some of this stuff you might actually do. Never let a baby under the age of one see his reflection, as it will take his soul. <laughs> People believe that. I'm guessing that, obviously mine's a bit young, but you have one a little bit older, that the first time they see the reflection is probably quite an amusing moment. Oh, it's hilarious, yeah. Yeah. But then he's been looking at me for a long time, so he just laughs his ass off. What, you think he sees a bit of himself in you? No, no. You're not hurt. Oh. To learn your baby's future, and I think you actually should do this one, Place books, a few coins, and a bottle in front of him. If he reaches for the books, he'll be a scholar. If he reaches for the coins, he'll be wealthy. If he reaches for the bottle, he'll be a pisshead. <laughs> they actually thought that was the Yeah, thing. up until about 1978. So I suppose that there would have been some people, uh, the, the, the sort of the witch in the village, or the person that thought they were a bit of a, the, the Doris Stokes of the day, the Derek Cora of the moment, who would have prophesied uh, the... the impending drink habit of the child. Yeah. And some would have believed it. Some would have said to their kids, don't go near him at number five. 
He'll be pissed. He'll be. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's worrying. Because they always it? speak like that, don't they? But people still have a lot. I mean, these these are more extreme beliefs, but people still actually believe a lot of this thing. Uh, here, here's another one for you because you're likely to do it. Putting a baby, putting a baby on an ironing board is bad luck. If, Don't do it. What if you have an iron in your hand? <laughs> I'd imagine it's not desirable. No, it's not. But I can't think of why any... Why would you put a baby on an ironing board? Exactly. Why? I, I can't think of any reason Teach why Teach it you to would. surf? Might work. If your baby has an outie belly button, yep. push the stub in with an egg and tape a coin to the belly button and push the egg in. Is that right? In a week, take the money off and the baby will have an innie. Yeah. You also have a visit from social services. <laughs> <laughs> Bathe your baby in Guinness to help nourish his skin. See Kev's previous answer. But then there was this whole thing of uh, with uh, babies, and this was if you watch Call the Midwife, I'm sure this yeah. is. Baby won't sleep. Give it some brandy. I know. Where did that's all that? right. Get dropped my brandy. It's all it good. Never did a baby any harm. I had brandy as a baby. Never did really harm either. <laughs> Here's another. If you whip egg whites to a foam and rub it on your baby's ankles and knees, it will make their bones stronger and they will walk sooner. Is that right? But the thing is, when people would have done, you know, old wives' tales like whipping up the eggs and sticking it on, oh, look, he's, he's walking. It took him, he's... he's Twelve. Eight, yeah. <laughs> he's walking. It's a miracle. But it, it's one of those things where it's just yeah. nonsense. Because everybody thinks they've spotted the genius in their chart, don't they? Everybody says, I'm slowly learning. Well, in fact, I'm very quickly learning all the cliches. Like, you know, I think he's gonna walk he's gonna walk quick this one. He'll yeah. be walking in three weeks. You wait. He'll be talking in a month. And of course everybody has those same thoughts, because you sort of want to think that a little bit. And you've seen or probably projected onto them something. Yeah. You, know, you think they've smiled, you think they've frowned, you think they've sort of given you a, an opinion in a facial manoeuvre. Yeah. And they haven't done any of that. No. They're essentially just li- little bits of lovable kit that just don't do anything. It's just like organic tech to you, isn't it? Really? That's what it is, really. If you burn and this is probably too late. Maybe I should have told you this sooner. But if you burn your child's first dirty nappy, they'll have no stomach cramps ever. <laughs> I don't know how that It works. would have taken an industrial furnace to burn that first <laughs> nappy, believe me. What the hell's in that? That's witchcraft, that is. That's yeah, not that even, you know, that's right. not even a no, no right. witch's tale. Yep. And finally, to make your child grow tall, and, you know, you're, you're of sort of reasonable height, but you can do with an extra couple of feet. We're honest. This is an actual old wives' tale. I'm not making this up. To make your child grow tall, put horse inside the baby's shoes. <laughs> About four foot's worth. Manure grows things. Makes things grow. Yeah. Hey, we're going to do normal stuff next week. I think we should just keep it like this. Yeah? Yeah, shoot the breeze. Well, we've got a few things to talk about next week. Oh, yes, big announcement. Really? Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Few changes. Oh yeah. Moving forward in 2014 yeah. like you wouldn't believe. Credit stream. And there you go. We're up and running for 2014. Now clear off. We are of course back next week. Thanks to you for downloading. If you like what we do and want to help support this podcast, get over to iTunes to rate, review and of course subscribe. Android users can try us on the free Stitcher app or download at stitcher.com slash once a word. We can, of course, be followed on Twitter at once a word. The in-show feature and sponsor music is by Kevin McLeod. His website is incomputech.com. The show's technical operator, Andre Porch, program edited by Helen Bowman. Our intern was Andy Murray. And today's utterly gobsmacking fact comes from Mick in Dartford, who tells me that 2014 is officially the year of the horse, unless you live in Bromley, 
where it's the year of the quack quack oops. That's actually the same every year. Oh, and as ever, the in-show catering is provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. We're back in seven days with many things. Until then, goodbye. A Big Things Media production. (laughs) Big Things! It's another Ian Collins Wants a Word fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi Outlander. The average car has over 30,000 parts. The Outlander has just one awesomeness. Get yours for just £249 per month, plus three years free servicing.